Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Maybe this game is going to give us an insight into what Pochettino is going to do with Christopher Nkunku. It's a week till Christmas, but Chelsea still have some time to disappoint or delight us. We will see. This is my team selector ahead of Tuesday night's Carabao Cup quarterfinal against Newcastle United at Stamford Bridge. I'm Daniel Childs. Thank you so much for tuning in. On today's preview, we're going to look through Mauricio Pochettino's press conference comments, have a little bit of a look at Newcastle, their recent form and key players, then give you my predicted lineup and why I've gone for certain players in this game. Make sure to comment below your thoughts and feelings ahead of this massive game. Also, give me your predicted lineups to see how they differ from mine. But let's start off with Pochettino's press conference, as we always do. It was interesting to hear him speak about Christopher Nkunku. Uh, because Romeo Lavia is still out. That's one of the other big pieces of news. But in the case of Nkunku, he was kind of being asked, you know, why Nkunku was on the bench against Sheffield United, but didn't come off the bench for at least, you know, 10, 20 minutes. And he was speaking about this kind of 100% certainty he wants over even giving Nkunku that amount of time, like not a lot of time on the pitch. And I just, you know, I question why he was on the bench then if you weren't certain about his fitness. Like, not sure what the conversations obviously were between the medical staff and Pochettino and Pochettino's coaching staff and Nkunku, I'm sure, was involved in that. It's just a little bit bizarre to me. Like, if a player's not ready and you're not confident that they're ready to play any football, then why are they taking up a spot on the bench? Because that spot could have been taken up by someone else, maybe an academy player who was ready to play and could have got some minutes late on against Sheffield United. So we'll see how he manages Nkunku tomorrow night because he, of course, with a with a player of that quality and significance could make a huge difference, even if he was given like 30 minutes against Newcastle in the League Cup quarterfinal. But apart from that, you know, obviously the mood's a little bit better after the win against Sheffield United, but not significantly. It was Sheffield United, Chelsea were expected to beat them. But the hope is now we can really go into this game. And the significance of this game, I don't think can be underrated. I think for both clubs, the noises coming out of Newcastle is this is a huge game for Eddie Howe and Newcastle season, just as I think it is for Chelsea season, because to try and salvage something from this season, especially if Chelsea want to qualify for Europe, is probably going to come most realistically through either of the cup competitions, be that the Carabao Cup, which we can get through to the semi-final tomorrow night, 
or the FA Cup that starts next month. In the case of Newcastle, they haven't been doing that well since they beat Chelsea, typically. Um, they've only won twice since that win, that 4-1 win at St. James's Park at the end of November. They've gone out of Europe completely, not just gone out of the group of death. Uh, that's a real blow, I think, for them. They also lost to Everton and Spurs heavily. And I think there are questions now about this season, what it's going to entail. I think financially, there are some questions around Newcastle in terms of they invested so much in the squad over recent windows. And from an FFP point of view, they're not getting that extra revenue from staying in Europe could be really detrimental for them. It also ties into the future of Lewis Hall, which is kind of suddenly uncertain when we all kind of suspected he was gone, even though it was a loan, he's probably going to move there permanently next summer. And when you actually look at his numbers and look at the amount of minutes he's had for Eddie Howe so far this season, especially in the Premier League, he is eligible to play tomorrow night. But in the Premier League, he hasn't played a lot of minutes. I think about 70 at the last time I checked. So that's not really the sign of a player that's massively in the plans. Now, I think there's a variety of reasons for that. One of those could be he's just not good enough. I don't fully buy that because I think there is a very talented player in there. Or because of the FFP or because of the financial situation of Newcastle wanting to look elsewhere because of their growing injury list in terms of January transfers, Lewis Hall might not be in the plans and he may actually return to Chelsea. So that is one to watch. And of course, he could play a, a big part against Chelsea tomorrow night. But I feel from a Newcastle point of view, even though they've they've had some injury problems recently, we saw against Chelsea the quality that is still in Eddie Howe's squad. I mean, Lewis Miley has really raised eyebrows in recent weeks in terms of being a young player who has come into a, a midfield in a Premier League team and really set the world alight. He looks like such an accomplished player. And I guess the question could be asked for Pochettino, who hasn't given a lot of academy players, like new academy players, chances this year. Why haven't we? Could we uncover some players? And, and that's exactly what Eddie Howe has done with Lewis Miley, who um, has, has impressed. Yeah, I also think that, of course, Alexander Rizak is playing a massive role this season. Bruno Guimaraes, Miguel Amaron, Anthony Gordon. These are all players that are quite obvious for Newcastle. I think we know that Newcastle pose not only a threat from their forwards, but a physical threat as well from set pieces where Chelsea were just absolutely atrocious against Newcastle last time and probably should have conceded more than they actually did at St. James's Park from a set piece point of view. So that has to be significantly better. So now going into my predicted uh, lineup, I think some of these are quite obvious. Like in terms of goalkeeper, we know Petrovic is going to play again. Sanchez is not going to be back for any time soon. And listen, Bergstrom is not going to play Neither is uh, Bettinelli, so so we know Petrovic is starting again. And you know, for him as a as a player, as a young player, in such a key role, this is a, a bigger challenge for him. He's going to probably have to do a lot more work than he was, and much more pressure than he was put under against Sheffield United. I mean, that was a very comfortable full debut for him at Stamford Bridge, but he will play, and hopefully, he can have a, another good evening for him to boost his confidence. Going into the back four. That physicality is key, but, you know, Malo Gusto for me, if he's ready to start, I, I want him to start because I do think against a, a team of Newcastle's quality, Chelsea have to use their fullbacks a lot more to try and progress up the pitch. And I want to see a natural fullback in this system. I just, I didn't like what I saw mostly from Dezassi. And I think that playing Dezassi, I can understand a physical point of view, but from a, an attacking point of view, I think Chelsea are really hampered. If they've got two natural centre-backs on either flank, 
that's not helping out the wide players further up the pitch to me. So I want to see a progressive option. And I think that comes through Malo Gusto if he can start. I'm going to stick with the rest of the same defense that started on, on Saturday. And that is Thiago Silva, Benoit Badiashil, Levi Kowa. Benoit Badiashil, I think he's a standout one here in terms of his performance at the weekend. So I think he should be starting again here in uh, central defense. To be fair, this was the back two that did lose to Newcastle. And I can understand why some people may be looking at that going oh, do I really want to play that again? I mean, there is a, a realism around options at the moment. The Zassi has had some shaky moments. Maybe you're putting him in for Silva, but then we did that against Everton and it didn't make much of a difference. So I think Silva and Badiashil offer clean sheet. Well, I, I could see Pochettino sticking with that. And of course, Colwell at left back. And I, you know, will Matson make a su surprise appearance? I thought if he was going to play, he would have played on Saturday because he didn't play here. I, I don't think he's going to start this game. Then we go into the midfield. Enzo Fernandez, um, whether it was a rest or not, he didn't start on Saturday. I suspect him to start here. I think he will start in a midfield trio alongside Moises Casado, who I thought was my man in a match at the weekend, and the brilliant Conor Gallagher. Do I want to talk about, again, more reports kind of readying, trying to ready people for the inevitable, it looks like, sale, ridiculous, farcical, nonsensical, disgraceful sale of Conor Gallagher in the January transfer window that... It's just a farce. It really is. And I, I probably am going to talk about this more because I suspect this isn't going anywhere soon. But it's it's just an absolute farce. And, you know, if the club, all the club was briefing last year, especially after Tuchel sacking, was about collaboration. Collaboration. We really want to work with the head coach. We want a head coach who works within our system where we listen and share ideas and all of this stuff, right? That sounds nice and fluffy and all of that good stuff. But then Pochettino comes in. You hand him a contract and he plays this player on a regular basis. Conor Gallagher is arguably Chelsea's most important player. He's played, I think, the most minutes this season. He, there, are, there are a few games other than when he was suspended that he hasn't started for Chelsea this season. And anyone who's watched and analysed Chelsea this season who understands football would understand the importance of Conor Gallagher. So selling him mid-season sends out an absolutely tragic sign about your belief in any collaboration, your understanding of value in the current squad. And I just think it would be truly detrimental to their relationship. That is already, you know, slightly fractured, and there are major doubts around Chelsea fans about the current direction. So, I just, I had, sorry about that. I, I do have to bring that up because it's absolute farce, and I'm not going to take any kind of counter argument on this because I've heard it so many times, especially about academy graduates. That well, it's okay for them to be sold because of FFP, because of this, because of that. No. Um, Conor Gallagher is one of our best players and I don't trust Chelsea to reinvest that money smartly to get a better player. Then moving into the front three, uh, I, I'm not going to play Mikhailo Mudrik. Um, now, I, I don't think he has been woeful, but he's just very erratic. He's very raw. And um, I think Raheem Sterling, you know, if I'm judging those two players for a front three position, I still think Sterling comes out better because he just influences things more and he's having more of an end product because he's an accomplished kind of finished article player. So I think Sterling will start. I think what's interesting to me for the other two in this front three, of course, Nicholas Jackson and Cole Palmer, the two scorers from the weekend, Sterling set them up. We spoke a lot about the tactical switch that Mauricio Pochettino made at half time, where he moved Palmer out to kind of a right wing up kind of a floating position, more wide rather than as kind of a natural 10. And you move Sterling into kind of a central role. Not sure if he's going to do that in this game. It is a different type of opponent. Chelsea will be asked further questions. So then I could see more 
reason to have kind of wider players a 4-3-3 that then can really exploit especially in transition when you're coming up against a real low block and you very much are just being given the ball most of the possession and you have to break a team down and you have to find ways of creating gaps creating space very much stretch the defense um, I think that's a lot more understandable, especially for the potential vulnerabilities you have of pushing so many players forward in transition. Sheffield United don't have that threat. Newcastle do. Uh, but I do think in, in terms of where Jackson plays, I mean, there, were, there was a period where, after Breuer came on where Jackson moved wider, out to wide left because Sterling was taken off. And I remember in the summer when we signed Nicholas Jackson, one of the initial kind of assessments about him was he was a player that could play on the uh, out on the wing, not just as a centre forward. And I feel that this is a relevant point in terms of how this attack is going to look moving forward into 2024 with the return of Christopher Nkunku. How is it going to look? I want to hear your thoughts on that. How would you set up this team? And would you be open to seeing Nicholas Jackson, who is providing goals this season, actually to a wider position rather than playing as, as a typical number nine? Because... You know, I remember that game against uh, Arsenal. It wasn't, we did play more of a 4-4-2 and Gallagher was very much playing forward and, and he does naturally. He doesn't really play on the left of a midfield three. He's always advancing. He's trying to play that very aggressive, almost at times in Golo Kante role that we saw where he's really advanced, trying to be the first man to win the ball back, pressing, harrying, all those things that Conor Gallagher does so effectively. But then when you have a player like Nkunku returning and you have Nicholas Jackson and you have Cole Palmer, how does that look? And I think that's going to be fascinating. And maybe this game is going to give us an insight into what Pochettino is going to do with Christopher Nkunku over the long term. Even if, I know it sounds kind of a little bit weird, even if he doesn't play a major role, it's just interesting to see how he maybe starts to reconfigure that attack now he does have Nkunku basically ready or, or close to ready we hope so those are my thoughts that's my predicted lineup please do give me yours in the comments below if you enjoyed this video please do um, do me a massive favor hit that like button really helps to show out hit that subscribe button share the video around with friends so more Chelsea fans can get involved in the community if you're listening on the podcast feed thank you for tuning in as well follow me across the socials at Sun of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon all the best Social Podcast Network.